Morning. Morning. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, good. How about you? Can't complain, mate. Can't complain. I think we've both been quite busy recently. We've been doing some uh, some hunting on eBay. <laughs> you particularly. I've never done an. Like, I've never been an eBayer. Never. I've never had PayPal or nothing. But since I set it up, I've um, I've got myself into some bad habits because every night, every morning, and every sort of afternoon, I'm looking at the newly listed on eBay for Pokemon cards. So my yeah. world is now very poor. How many have you bought? Two hundred cards, wasn't it? You got? <laughs> I wish. No, I've bought about ten. Okay, well, you're just trying to fill the gaps in your in your collection. Trying to fill the gaps, and um, yeah. It's, this is the thing, it's all based on memory, isn't it? We, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this because I want to be a little kid again, you know. Forget that I pay rent and stuff like that. And um, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good. The thing is, like, uh, where does it stop, though? Do you know what I mean? What's a normal price? Because back in the day, three quid was like, oh, reasonable. Now it's like 300 quid for a car. It's like, what? It's like, well, oh, this God. is what. Yeah, this is where it's going. I mean, I'm sure we could do a whole suite of episodes on this, and I think that might be might be the plan actually. But uh, I was saying to you earlier, even like a Pikachu from like Jungle First Edition, it's like over a hundred quid now, which is mad. I mean, that's just a common card. It's not even a rare card. That's the thing. Some of these cards are just going crazy, and it's you know it's going to get to a point where it's out of our reach. Fucking people like Elon Musk investing in Pokemon cards. This is it. This is it. Fuck off, SpaceX. <laughs> Mate, imagine if you could just go back in time. <laughs> I've I've dreamt of like, yeah, like you said, going into a store and be like, do you know what the funny? <laughs> I did dream once. I was like, if I went back in time and just buried them in a place that in the future I'll dig up as an adult, I'd be mm. like, oh yeah, it's still there. I'd I'd buried them in the uh, in the field around the like wherever the fuck it is like. Even if you went back 10 years ago, the prices weren't this bad. You could get like a base set booster for like 20 quid. It's fucking insane. Th- that The boom hadn't happened. So even if you went back 10 years, you could start stockpiling. Well, when this I, is um, mental. When I first moved out, my first place, a flat around the corner, um, I uh, it was like a coach house and cars drove underneath the park and stuff. And it was all right, not a bad house. It was just a bit, little bit empty. Um, but I looked at a base set box on eBay at the time and it was £2,500 yeah and no, looking back right. do you know what, even then I was like it, so then I was looking to get the money together for that to sort of buy it mate that would have been such a good investment I didn't have the so money that, then that I have now and that's I was, pushing like 15 grand now yeah that's the thing I'm not saying I'm rich or anything now I'm not, I'm not, not at all I'm just saying I've got no not at all yeah you know like as you grow up you get more financially well off yeah but you, there's a thought of can I justify lumping two and a half grand on bits of fucking cardboard see that's the thing like um, but then obviously nay wish you would have done <laughs> well this is the thing I mean um, five years ago if I had bought it I still would have been two and a half grand down I suppose but five years later I would have made my money back more than tenfold probably and um it's not like they're even first edition or anything like that. They're just the fact that it's sealed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a diamond in the rough. Yeah, but the problem is, 
the numbers of these boxes are going down as well because obviously then they're, they're not printing them anymore. So if everyone that gets opened, that puts the price of all the others up. Well, this so is the thing. So like the people who have got those base set boxes, they're looking at all these YouTubers like open up like laughing their head off. They're, like, li- they're, fucking... they're licking their lips. Yeah. yeah, they're licking their lips. They're fucking frothing at their mouth. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's just driving the prices up. When you have the last sealed box, fuck. <laughs> That would be in a museum. I don't, I don't even want to know. And if the problem is now as well, you've got to have contacts because if you just go on eBay and buy a, you know, just buy a base base booster box, chances are, the sad thing is, it's probably been fiddled with. So I was watching a video recently. A bloke bought a base booster box off of an eBay account, got it open. You could see straight away the top had real packs on, but the actual foil was real. But as soon as he pulled them out, he realised they'd been resealed and the box was full of shit. It's fake. And then the eBay account was a dummy. And then he, I think he got his money back f- through PayPal. But and they took it up with the the account. But there's so many bastards out there that are scamming people, basically. Yeah, I mean those people and are scumbags. Get so. Trusted sellers now. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing: if you're investing money and it's a lot of money, or I mean, it doesn't even have to be a lot of money; it just has to be a lot of money to you as a person. Like fifty quid's a lot of money to someone. Um, like, yeah, it's a lot of money. Then it's worth yeah. being careful over. Yeah, completely. Um, but yeah, like I said, mate, I think we've got definitely a few episodes we could plan regarding this. Um, well, yeah. We could sit and talk for bloody days about this, can we? Moral of the story is just don't get addicted to eBay like me. But I would say there's two moral of the story. One, don't get addicted and know your limits. But secondly, I would say if you've got a gut feeling about something and you've done your research, buy it because as I was saying earlier, <laughs> there's things I've regretted already this year not buying that I could have made money on. And <laughs> just go with your gut. If, you, if you've if you done your research and you're not an idiot, go with your gut because chances are it's the right choice. Said the yeah. gambling addict. <laughs> yeah. Says the man who's in debt. Obviously within reasons. But uh, yeah, I missed out on a few things this year. Anyway, all right. This episode. So, PS5 launch. PSA? This no, year. Joking, sorry. <laughs> PSA, you said? No, PS5, PS5 launch. So, supposedly now, they're saying the latest date to be rumoured is the 20th of November. Okay. And, yeah, which is a Friday. So, you know the people that make Fortnite, Epic Games, the guys that make Gears of War as well? Yeah, they've got a lawsuit so, with Apple at the moment. Have they? Yeah, over Fortnite development sort of uh, stuff on the App Store. Okay. But anyway, regardless of that. Okay. Yeah. I threw it into that. Um, so they released a, a blog post, and in their blog post, they identified the release date for being 17th of November, but that's a Tuesday. So people are now saying, oh, it's going to be the Friday, which is the 20th. Um, so that's the supposed date. And... Amazon have accidentally released the price on their listing, which was soon taken down. But that price was five nine nine ninety nine. Six hundred quid. Six hundred quid. Yeah, six hundred quid. It's quite a lot of money. I could buy a basic Pikachu for that. (laughs) (laughs) You could buy one battered fucked up Charizard for that. Oh yeah, six hundred quid. That's that's quite a lot of money. I mean, I don't know if you remember the PS5. It is. PS4 when it first came out, I remember they were charging. I think it was four four nine, and I remember going into the cash exchange shops because they were the only places that had stock. They were buying it for five hundred. They were buying it for fifty quid more than it. They were selling it for just to get it in stock. Jesus, 
I mean, 600 pounds is probably about right if you look at what the four and the three have gone for in the past. But it's a lot of money, isn't it? It's, mate, it's a shit ton of money. I, 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 it's over half a grand. I don't think on that price I'd get it. I mean, to be honest with you, if I'm honest, I've needed an excuse to get away from gaming, and that's it for me. Well, it's interesting you say that because I do think we waste a lot of time playing games, and you could say, is it a waste? You the know, big old time debate you're enjoying with friends. Yeah. yeah, is it the debate of relaxing the mind or wasting your time? Yeah, um, but I think I think we'll both end up getting it. I mean, I might hold off. I don't know if I can justify. I'm not doing it before Christmas. Away. No way. I've got a fucking mortgage deposit to try and get hold of. Mm. And six hundred quid blowing out like that. I mean, Jesus if Christ! Pokemon card on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. <laughs> you know, investment. <laughs> but I mean, it's a thing. Six hundred quid. You, you could say, "Ask oh, a lot of money," and it is. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's stupid. It's a hell of a lot of money. It's but the thing time. is, I've had my PS4 for like seven years now, eight years, and it's like, do you know what? That's that's a lot of time. Like you definitely got your money's worth. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. So my Not Xbox once. my Xbox One is a day one Xbox, right? So I put it on the day, and you get... And there's like, for those of you who don't, rem- don't remember... What that means? <coughs> yeah, well, for those of you who don't remember, the Xbox day one Xbox had uh, markings on it. the first day, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it also had markings on it, like unique markings to say you bought it on day, day one. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And that oh, was right. 2013, and um, wow, yeah, and that is the same one I'm using today, and it's been on every day pretty much. It, whether whether it be for watching Netflix or applications, or whether it be to play games or whatever it is, that's been on pretty much most days for like, even in the background, like on in the background, and it's working thing, fine. You know? And you've got your money's worth, and yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah, this is the thing, and um, so there is that, and you are buying it for the long term. But and you, you probably paid around 500 quid for that as well, didn't you? I was, nah, so this is the thing. So the Xbox One... How much was it? So the most I've ever paid for a console was the PlayStation 3. And um, I think I was around about 12 at the time. And uh, I, I saved up a lot of money. I mean, as a kid, I was really good at saving. And uh, I say, I mean, I didn't have a job, but I saved my pocket money. I saved my pocket <laughs> money, weekly pocket money. And... Um, I got. I think it was four hundred and twenty-five pound. The PS3 was on day you one. You said that was a twelve-year-old. Well, yeah, I, I was really good at saving. Yeah, yeah. hell. And um, it was pocket money. All pocket money, constantly pocket money. And um, okay. So I saved it up. Um, and I got it on day on the day. But to be honest, with you Sam, if I'm honest, and you have to t- bear in mind as well, back then trade-ins were worth more. Like you could trade oh, in yeah. fifty, sixty games. And you'd get a hundred quid off, so yeah, there was that as well. I remember those days. So the money I'd saved wasn't all I spent, and the old console obviously got sold and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and it was four hundred twenty-five pound, and it had Resistance Fallen Man on it. It was just the game I chose. There was that. There was something to do with a car game. Uh, but yeah, and even back then. I knew that was a shit ton of money and I wasn't happy about paying it. I, even I was like, oh God, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money for what it is. I mean, for it, that's, you know, that's £600. I wouldn't pay £600. get you closer to your, to your mortgage, you know what I mean? It's, but again, on the other hand... It's, an, it's a luxury item. For some in, I don't have... 
I don't have the money for luxury at the moment. What would you pay? Four nine nine. I mean, like I said, this this is a rumor, so it might not be the final price. This is what Amazon think they thought it was going to be. Only thing I do think is a bit bad on Sony's behalf. They must prey on the Christmas sales, so when it comes to the holidays, they you know that's when they make the most money. The thing is, parents need to know, especially in this in this economy with the whole COVID thing, people losing their jobs left, right, and centre. Parents need to know how much they need to save. Well, well this so is where I feel like Sony should be releasing up. the price. They yeah. should be releasing the price. I think they could sell more units if the parents knew how much they had to save for. This is where I think these companies have got it wrong this time. Not every time. And in normal circumstances, they would have made the right decision, waiting for Christmas mm. and stuff. But they, they've made a massive mistake already now because not only have they developed something which is expensive and they have to try and make some money on it, right? But during COVID, where things are tough, jobs are, you know, job losses are every day, People are not thinking about spending 600 quid on a luxury item now. For most mm. people, they're looking at just keeping their savings going and keeping the income and the food on the table. I don't mm. know. If I was a parent, I would not fork out 600 pound. So it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. For something well, I mean, which is basically... It is luxury. You are right. It, it is. is and no one's, uh, most people who bought the PlayStations, PS2 and all that, PS3, PS4, had that time to save up, right? Now, mm. no one has a clue what it's going to cost. And then to buy a game on top and a controller on top of that. And what you, yeah, I mean, pushing it's the ground, fucking. Yeah. That's, they should push it back. They should push it to the day. In my opinion, they should push it back to like 2021, this stuff. Yeah, that's not about. I mean, at the very least, they should actually give an official price just yeah. so people know what they're up against. I, I can't uh, yeah, say it's a game I want to get anyway, to be honest. There's not a game where I feel like I have to fucking get that. Assassin's Creed is like one I was thinking about, but that's going to be on the on the Xbox One. I'm going to get on the old console. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, I would like to say I'm going to hold off, but uh, I think I might I might treat myself. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. There's no way I'm doing that, I've decided. It, it, based on that... It's the principle. I know it's you just said it's a rumour, right? And that's fine, but... In my head, just then, I made a decision just to say, look, nah. I'm, I'm trying to get away from it anyway. I'm trying to get more into fitness and doing stuff. And to most of you, the more Pokemon I speak... cards and... <laughs> the more, the, the, the more I um, <laughs> speak to you about it, the more I want to write this book. So I'm going to write a book. And then... Um... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> no, I'm joking. How to get the best PSA uh, for your money. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, oh, I'm just going to use it to do other stuff. I, like I said, I've been wanting to get away from it for a while anyway. If it, if it gets me out running more, if it gets me out, then I'm not going to spend 600 quid. I mean, maybe if it goes cheaper in January or whatever, in February sales, whatever the fuck they do marketing-wise, I might do it. I've got I two, respect that. Yeah, I've got two perfectly good working consoles that aren't bad, and I'm just going to use it probably for a year, another year maybe, and look next Christmas. Don't know. Mm. No, I, I respect that. I respect that. But needless to say, as much as we are bashing Sony at the minute, we are both still quite big fans, aren't we? Oh yeah, I mean, especially the, of the PS4. There are things. I mean, so my opinions, yeah, price-wise aside, and that the PS4 itself has swayed me over the past two years to become more of a fan of the PlayStation. So I've I've been on Xbox for you charm me. good. Yeah, you charm me. Job's yours. Now uh, <laughs> I've had a I've been an Xbox boy for a lo- long time, right? So. 10 years 12 years just a while then yeah and um, it's only the past two years where I've looked at the games and thought actually do you know what the games are better like there was this quite funny thing that came up before the Xbox press conference to say look um, 
we already know what it's going to be. It's going to be Forza, Gears, and Halo, right? And I was actually sort of agreeing with him. I was like, actually, yeah. I mean, apart from that, can you tell me any standout games from Xbox? Not really. It's just franchise, pushing out franchises, right? Well, the only one I could think of was the one uh, that, what's it called? That medieval one that's coming out. Oh, um, it's from Oblivion. Obsidian, sorry. It's uh, Ascendance or something? Ascension? Ascension, I think. Something like that. Anyway, that one, yeah. That, um, that, that's the only one I, I saw and I was like, oh, damn, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing. But um, And that's on the next gen, isn't it? So yeah. for, for PS4, I've been swayed by the games, really, which is exactly why I, went, I was on PS2 in the first place. So the last place I had really invested in was PS2. PS3, I started with, and then I migrated to the Xbox because of the online multiplayer was much better. So that's the one thing they had over PlayStation at the time. The Xbox had much better multiplayer games. So I don't, you didn't really live through it, I don't think. Oh, no, sorry, you didn't really play for it like I did. But Halo Two and Three were like, you had like eight million people on at one point, and one at the same time, and it's like it was such an popular online game. honestly Sam it controlled my life Halo I spent my six weeks holiday in like through several years of school just playing Halo 3 and it was honestly amazing that was like the height of gaming for me actually the online multiplayer of Halo was amazing um, yeah so I, I really got into the online the online side of it yeah but I never really bothered I mean I didn't think the story was that great oh fuck mate but, you but the, the, you're breaking my heart now <laughs> you're a moron but the online I loved so the story I thought was incredible to be honest, I felt the story was really, really good. I was reinvested into it. Um, but anyway, I'm diverging. So the multiplayer between PlayStation 2 to, I'd say, the PS4, the multiplayer for Xbox was far better, right? Uh, you, there was a community and stuff, and I, I just thought it was really good. Now, I was the avatars. Yeah, and now you sort of fast forward that to today. The multiplayer aspect, I feel like, is completely diminished almost so halo was a real big multiplayer game halo 2 and 3 even reach to it to an extent was really fucking popular now there's nothing like that now right you might you might i mean call of duty but it's on multiple platforms right? avowed avowed is the other yeah yeah um, avowed sorry but um call of duty but it's like multiple platform right yeah so at the moment it's just like games isn't it back down to basics where it started from games okay what games are better and like i said the past two years the PlayStation has definitely changed it for me. Even things like I just feel, I just feel like they dedicate themselves more to the story of games rather than the Xbox following franchises. Because this is like the thing people don't know when to cut it off. Mm. Like, do you know what? Honestly, like Gears has gone way beyond what it should. Yeah, have done. Gears, Gears One and Two, are brilliant. I thought Gears Three was shit, and after that, I just gave up. In fact, I, I, I'm not just saying it. I think Gears Three is what made me swap from Xbox to PS3. This is the thing. So, um, so Gears One and Two, I completely it sound, agree. With sounds you. a bit extreme, but yeah, Gears One and Two are amazing. Three, I thought was shit. Well, this is the thing. So, like, and when you pump them out every year, it's like fucking hell. They, they are shit. Like four and five Gears War, even four and five Halo actually are shit. Like, like they are shit. Like, I, I don't know what that. I mean, this is what happens when you long out just trying to milk fucking money out of people. The content gets shit, and you lose fan base. And what you we end up getting is these cliches, like you said, people online saying, We know what the press conference is gonna be like, it's Forza, Gears and Halo and they're completely spot on. It's like, yeah, it is. What else you got to offer? 
absolutely nothing. The only thing they've got is this Game Pass. But for PlayStation, like I said, the game's completely swayed me because it's now back to what I like. It's like story-driven, God of Wars, Your Last of Us, all of these things. Like they've they've really turned like Shadow of Colossus. Love all that. So yeah, mm. PlayStation for me is what I'm looking to invest in, I suppose, in the future. But game-wise, PS4 was spot on. Okay, nice. All right, so yeah, the PS4 has been. If we're talking physical console, like cable into a television, I think PS4 has probably been my favourite games console to date. I think mine was the PS2. PS2 was amazing. Um, actually, it's very close between the PS1 and the PS4 for me. I just think what the PS4 has done, though, with some of the games that have come out, both story and the graphics, I think it's some truly groundbreaking stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I, based on that, yeah, yeah, we have both got a tier list, haven't we? We've both built a little tier list based on PS4 exclusives. We have, despite the fact we're bashing Sony, we do love the PS4. Well, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, we're not really bashing Sony. I suppose we're just saying like I think the Xbox console is better, but the games are better for, play, for PlayStation. So, yeah, you're doing, no, you're doing I, something I, right, Sony. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, we've got a tier list each. So we've picked our five best games, ranked um, from obviously five being the fifth best and one being the best of all time. And these are PS4 exclusive games. So things like Red Dead Redemption or whatever, that's on both consoles, so that couldn't be in this list. These are exclusives. Um, so I don't know how you want to do this. Maybe should we both do our fifth spot first? Yeah, go on. And, um, go on, go on Tom, you start us off then. Go on, start us off. <laughs> I was going to so, say that to you. What, I'll start if you want. Yeah, go on. Start, start, start. So this is very, very tough, and there's a lot of games in here that I've played and haven't finished, um, and there's also games that I've really wanted to play and haven't had a chance to play yet. So I take a lot into consideration when uh, when building this list because I know a lot of people, you know, millions of people out there need to hear this, you know. So I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> so with this information in mind, I've compiled a list. Just because this game is ranked fifth doesn't mean it's shit. It's my fifth favourite, if that makes sense. So, number five is a game called Until Dawn, which is a third-person horror game, um, and they've introduced pretty original system. <sighs> the butterfly effect, fuck off, which is basically every decision you make changes the story, and there's like a whole list of different endings that you can get based on choices you made throughout the game. Basically, it's about a bunch of kids trying to avoid a serial killer. It's just a really cool horror game. So Until Dawn is my number five. What's yours, Tom? So my... What's yours, eh? <laughs> my number five is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, nice. Um, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. But this is like... As my number five, to be honest with you, it's, it's probably like well below what I consider to be a good game. But, you know, sequel coming out, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You've sold it to me. I'll go and buy it now. It was a little bit different than what I expected. I felt like there was a game that did it much better called uh, Lost Planet back in the day on 360. And they fought like an alien race called the Acrid. And this sort of reminded me of that a little bit. So I thought it was a little okay. bit of a rip-off. But, oh well, it was all right. And that's my number it, five. It looks really good. It looks really, really good. The graphics look amazing. So they're making a number two. I'm hoping number two is better than number one. So, so that's a... Um... That's Shit a game, game. I've, been, I've been meaning to play for a long time. If you pick it up, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, definitely gonna get that after after that recommendation. Cheers, mate. <coughs> Best- All right, number four. <laughs> Moving on. 
Oh, this game's alright. Uh, I haven't played the others, so fuck it. Have this one. <laughs> Great advice there. <sighs> Sell it. Number four. <laughs> Number four. Um, so, if I were to finish this game, it would be much higher. But I don't think I can put it near the top because I'm still playing it at the minute. Uh. So, just because... And again, like I've said, these are five games... Because I've probably played about ten games that are exclusive to the PS4. These five are my favourites. So just because this is number four doesn't mean yeah, it's, it's your own not opinion. Amazing. It's your own opinion, mate. Because yeah, so this just to preface though, this okay. game is amazing. So number four is God of War, purely because I haven't finished it. God of War four. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm probably a third of the way through, and I think it's amazing so far. But I haven't finished it, so I don't think I can give a true opinion just yet. But it is brilliant. I absolutely love it. I don't want it took me so long to play it. To be honest, I'm a bit annoyed that I waited so long. Pokemon. Pokemon took over my life but no God of War is, is brilliant I really like the whole father son relationship dynamic combat system's amazing graphics are incredible I can see why it won game of the year what's the son called? I'm just annoyed uh, Arteus is that correct? I know what you mean yeah I'm just annoyed that I didn't play it sooner but yeah loving it so far I can't wait for the next one God of War mate number four nice over one over to you sorry I decided to eat some fudge and it's fucking hard to chew, <laughs> so I won't You fat bastard. <laughs> oh, right, there we go, sorry. Um, right, number four for me. Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh, I've not played this. So, it's, initially, I didn't have a good good feeling about it because maybe by the same people who make Assassin's Creed games. And last year, Ubisoft decided to take two-year gap. So, Assassin's Creed games came out every year before this, and... Um, they said they want to take a two-year gap. Right, no problem. Valhalla, two years later, comes out. Bit weird that this goes to... That's on a fucking... I can't even say it. But <laughs> Toshima comes out in between, right? So I was thinking to myself... I think initially they started this game off as an Assassin's Creed game for the in-between. Because it's okay. very similar, okay? The grappling's very similar. The exploration's very similar. However... There are some quite good, unique bits in this game. So, like, they really focus in on the history of the samurai. Like, they do a lot of standoff, so it actually feels like you are having a samurai battle one-on-one. There are different That's stances. Cool. The Like, the story itself is actually quite good as well, and there's a challenging boss at the end. But for me, like, uh, I wouldn't say I was heavily invested in the story, but the mechanics of the game were really good. So, like, the combat, for example, which you're in all the time was really good and it didn't really get boring it was very like and what i like about these games is that when you go to a different area everything levels up not you but the environment levels up so it keeps the game challenging because i'm, I'm cool. if you're like me where you go do everything side quest first before you do the main quest your character is quite powerful compared to what other people would be when they start the main quest yeah so i feel like the game did well in balancing the game out um but for me the combat and the sort of challenges they stand off and it and the fact that it went into like the shogun type era um, traditions and stuff was really good. And one of the things I will say is you can play the entire game in black and white if you want. And you can also have it in Japanese, which I thought was really cool. So oh, I had, that is really cool. So I played the whole game in Japanese. And um, honestly, it made it really like authentic. So, so for me, it was number four slot. That's pretty cool. I mean, when I came around yours a couple of weeks ago, I had a little go on Ghost of Tsushima. And I mean, in the ten minutes I played, I've I did quite enjoy it. I could see myself kind of getting lost in that kind of yeah old Japanese world. And the thing is, it is a massive game, and um, the environment is really well done. So 
two two games recently I've played, which are, the environment it looks stunning. Okay, and this is one of the two. And literally, if you're on horseback, you can just ride across this island, and mm. it takes ages, and the and the weather changes, and it does a really good thing with say if you're lost, and you've got a marker, and you don't want to keep looking at your map every ten seconds to see where you are. You literally do a swipe over the um, PlayStation pad, and the wind direction will guide you. So when the wind oh, changes, cool. so you can look that's at the tree direction. Yeah, and honestly, I thought that was really nice because it, take, it keeps you in the game whilst not having to look at the map all the time. You can literally swipe <coughs> the, swipe the PlayStation pad, and the wind direction will sort of kick in a little bit, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's that way," and you follow the wind. And it's, honestly, I thought that was really good. Ah, oh, that is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it, it takes number four slot for me. Oh, nice. That's um, that's quite interesting actually. That's something I'd like to see the PS5 do more because we've had hints of it from the PS4. Yeah. So the con- like actually using the controller as part of the game mechanics. I'll so tell you, um, I'll tell you a funny story quickly. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. No, um, go on. on the PlayStation 3, there was a game called Lair. And um, yeah, 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 it was about dragons, right? R- dragon riders, and I thought this is fucking well good. This is back in my days when I was into like dragonflies and you know the the car and dragonflies and all that. And um, <coughs> I uh, I was like, I got my PlayStation Three, put Lair in, and the when I was riding the dragon, it kept pointing down, like the um, my dragon just kept flying into the sea and dying. <laughs> and I was like trying to fight this battle. I was like, I was like, the game's broken, like something's wrong. Why? Why is it? And what I didn't realize at the time is that there had been a jump in technology since the PlayStation 2 and the controller, I was actually pointing the controller, the direction I was having oh. it, was pointing towards the ground, physically. That's quite funny. And it yeah. took me like, I don't know, like a couple of hours to understand what the fuck was going on. Blair. Yeah, I had to turn it off eventually. But things like that are really cool though because it gets you, it's, it's, it's that much more immersive, isn't it? It was a bit, much, bit too much work, to be honest. <laughs> when I just want to sit there and... Well, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, a game that's done that really well was... Uh, I'm not a big fan of GTA, but GTA does some cool things with a controller. So when someone rings you in-game, the, the voice comes out of the controller, so it's like an actual mobile phone in your hand. Oh, that's good. That's really cool, and that works really well. And like when the police talk on the radio and stuff, like you hear it through the controller, which I thought was quite cool. That's something I'd like to see from the PS5, is like that things like that being used a lot more. Mm. But okay. Okay, Ghost of Tsushima, very good. Number three. So for me, this is a game that I wasn't really looking forward to. No, I was looking forward to it, but I had low expectations. I was a massive fan of it growing up, and that is Spider-Man. So I remember playing Spider-Man on the PS1 and the PS2, so I was really looking forward to this one. And uh, it was brilliant, mate. The boss battles were amazing. The city was really immersive. Great story. Just a really, really fun game. I sunk hours into that. And do you know how satisfying it was just swinging around on a web around the top of New York? Such a good game. You've not played Spider-Man, have you? I haven't, but I remember you talking about it a lot when it was around. It's and brilliant. You, just, you kept saying to me about um, basically how real it felt yeah. going through the city. So. That's the thing. It just like it sounds silly, but just swinging through the buildings on, on a bit of web rope just felt so real. So my number three is one you've already mentioned, and it's God of War. That's number three. It's my number three, yeah. Okay, yeah. wow, I thought that was going to be your number one. Wow, okay. It's different than the other two, game-wise, obviously, but the, there's a fine line between two and three and two and one as well, so it's like, okay, there's not like a massive difference between three and one, but for me, God of War is number three. Yeah, you've mentioned it already. I won't spoil it for you, but it's 
It's a franchise I've been in love with since PlayStation 2. It's a really good game. Story-driven, environmentally looks amazing. The fact that it's in mythology, and I've mentioned it before, mythology is like something that I'm really interested in. And the story between him and his son works really well. I thought it was going to be a burden at first, but actually it turns out to be a completely opposite type um, of feel to that. Yeah, for me, like... And to be honest you, bosses-wise, it's really good at that as well. It feels like you are in the fight rather than just watching it, which is what a game needs to do, really. So, yeah, for me, amazing game, quality game. Can't wait for number five. God of War 4 is my number three spot. I'm pretty shocked, mate. I thought I was going to be number one. I know. I know. I knew you thought that as well. And um, I'm not changing it up just for that. I just, uh, in my heart of hearts, I know there's a few others which have taken the lead, I think. Number two for me. So this was pretty tough because these are two games uh, which I think are genuinely amazing. And I wasn't sure, first of all, the order to have them in. Number two is Last of Us Remastered. Now, what? Number one is number two? Number one is number two. So the thing is, I I didn't know if I could include this because it's actually a PS3 game. Nah, remastered it's, one. It's still a PS4 exclusive, but yeah, originally it's actually on the PS3. Um, yeah, so Last of Us, I was going to put that as number one, um, but I changed my mind, and it's number two. Um, Trying not to give anything away here, but yeah, I just think it's. I've not played a game that good in you know, the last ten years. It sounds a bit silly, or ever really. I just think it's one of the best games of all time, which is a pretty big statement. Story, action, horror, it's got everything. I mean, you smashed it out in a. Well, a couple of days, and yeah, it says it all really. Yeah, I did. Um, I had to break through my own personal battles, fear barriers. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I remember a few times you were texting me, you were like, I can't carry on. No, no, yeah, well, there's one point in, in the newest one I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> it reminds me a bit of God of War in terms of the relationship with Ellie and Joel because you're seeing them bond. Yeah, and I've always liked that to be honest. Yeah. Well, it helps with the story and it gets you invo- immersed in the game and all that. But uh, yeah, Last of Us 1 is my, my rank number two. I could talk about it all day, so I won't bore you. But, uh... Well, my my number two spot is Last of Us 2. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, a game which I'm not, you know, it ha- hasn't been in my system for a long time. I've literally just picked it up after Sam was going on about it non-fucking-stop. Uh, so I literally uh, bought the f- first and second one. Playing back to back, um, and then I played number two again, and then again. <laughs> and then I'm waiting for that new survival mode to come in, and I'll play it again. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. Number num- Last of Us Two or Part Two, sorry, is uh, it's my number two spot, and uh, I just found it really good. If I'm honest, I just found it a perfect balance between. Yeah, I just thought the environment was good. The character was really interesting. It took risks, and I always appreciate when a game takes risks and doesn't follow the sort of mainstream bullshit. Like, having a game talked about in in the right sort of way, in my opinion, like, it's a decision. It wasn't a bad game. It's just people didn't like the decisions, and that's fine. I, I think, personally, it was a good decision. Um, I thought that particular story had come to an end anyway. But for me, there was... It was just a really good game. It took risks, and to be honest, it was a lengthy story. And there are one or two things I'll probably change, but overall, if I was to look at the game from start to finish, it's just a really solid game. For any of you who like zombie games, pick it up. It's quality. Mm. No, completely, completely agree, mate. 
I think I know what your number one spot is now, but I won't give anything away. Your number one spot. So my number one. My number one is, drumroll, Last of Us Part 2. I always thought you had these reversed, you know. No, I did for a while, and then I thought about it again, played it some more, and uh, yeah, Last of Us Part 2. I mean, we've gone on about it quite a lot in previous episodes, so I won't bore people, but purely because of how it made me feel. Bear in mind, this is a game we're talking about. We're talking about a fucking game. We're not talking about... <laughs> like a re- it's not real. But yeah, seriously, purely because of the emotions involved in the, in it, a bloody video game. I thought it was incredible. The ups and downs. Well, I think it's probably the best looking game I've ever played. I thought it was some of the best storytelling. How it made me feel with regards to, you know, Abby and Ellie. And it just ticked every single box. It was just, it, honestly, everything about it. When you first start as Abby, I didn't even want to play. I wanted to stop playing. Fucking the bitch. down. Literally, I was like, you bitch. Didn't want to play anymore. Put the controller down. And then I sucked it up. Carried on playing. And I, I grew to really like her as a character. And I just think, I just thought it was amazing. Honestly, I thought it was an amazing game. Can I ask you a question then? Go on, mate. What is the deciding factor between one being two and two being one? I just think they took one, which was already perfect. And they just improved it in every aspect. So the graphics, the combat, storytelling, the environment. It was like a really polished version of, of of one. It felt like it carried on straight from where two picked up, where one picked off. Yeah, it did. And they just, they just and they just improved every single aspect. Obviously, I was gutted that Joel died. Sorry, spoilers. Clubbed in the so much to edit out here. Fucking hell! Can you not hear that? Uh, I heard. That's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just think it just it took the second one, it took the first one and just improved on it in so many aspects. Yeah, and I get I, I now understand the choices they made because you you said straight away you get why Joel had to die, and I was conflicted for a long time about it. And now I see that it had to happen really for the just the only real way the game could have could have played out. There are a lot of things I would have changed, but you know that's why I'm sitting in my bloody lounge talking about it instead of actually making my own game. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not my job, so I leave that to the experts. But there are things I would have changed off the top of my head. I would have ended it in the farmhouse when Uncle Tommy came back. I would have ended it there. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have carried it on because for me that just kind of so you- ruined. Not ruined it. It just put a bit of a dampener on things, and I just felt empty at the end. Which sounds again. This is the game we're talking about. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's the thing. It's- this is why. This is why, we yeah, talk this about is why it. it's like my it? number one spot. Yeah, exactly. This is why it's number one, just because of the emotions. The emotions involved and how it made me feel. And for a game to be able to do that, it's pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, Last of Us 2. Let's see yours, mate. I mean, I know, I know what yours is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so my number one spot, Ratchet and Clank. I mean, sorry, not Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Or Remastered or... And it is remastered because it's a slightly different story than the PS1 version because this is only the first four hours in that game, whereas in this game it's taken me 72 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, yeah, so f- for me, this this game like was my first real entry into Final Fantasy as a series. And mm. uh, even growing up, so I haven't played any Final Fantasies in, in this much depth, but I know who Cloud was. I know who like Sephiroth is. I watched the Advent Children anime, and uh, I was really, really looking forward to playing this game. And uh, it took a little, little while to get used to it, if I'm honest, mm. a few hours. Um, but Jesus Christ, if there is a game which made me feel exhausted 
after fighting boss after boss after boss and the story was fucking amazing right and the the scenery was quality some of the like the character arcs were amazing the character looked like a real person it was that much yeah, detail the graphics it, do man. look amazing the graphics do look amazing and it just it really to much it just felt like a story like it just felt like a lengthy it, it felt like i read a whole but it just it just for me it's just really it's a standout game it's a part of it's part of maybe one two or three more um the and to much you like um it did a lot of fan service at the end as well and um i'm into my bosses right but this was like over the top this was like quinn in overdrive fucking hell and it it changes the environment it changes like you as a character the power-ups are really cool there's loads of stuff to do afterwards plenty of side missions and that's the one thing as well i thought the side missions would be boring they're not they're as exciting as the main story honestly it's yeah i mean i'm jealous it's so i've decided after i finish god of war i am gonna do final fantasy sam you've got to, it is if there's a game i mean for the entire generation PlayStation 4 right and I've only just and I'm on the back end of it I admit that right I haven't had a chance to play all these amazing games um, but for me this is a number one standout game for me like this is a really this is the best game I've played on this console purely because of the length the story the graphics the characters the music the fighting like it's just really good if I'm honest it never got I'm boring not, I'm amazed I'm still amazed that God of War ain't number one. See, it's funny because um, on here, God of War Remastered is on here. So God of War 3 okay. Remastered isn't on the list. Because that might change yeah. things, you know, God of War 3. Like, but it was not on this list. And I thought, okay, might be a reason for that. But yeah, that would be in the five. That would probably be my number. That would shuffle five. That would, Horizon Zero Dawn wouldn't be in there if, if God of War 3 was on there as Remastered. But yeah, I mean... Um, so yeah, number one spot, Final Fantasy VII Part One Remastered. Literally, if there's a game I'd recommend picking up, it's that. You won't get bored of it. So what was your full list then? Sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghosts of Tsushima. Then I had God of War, Last of Us Part Two, and then Final Fantasy VII Part One Remake. That's a pretty good list, mate. Pretty good list. I mean, there are a few... There are some games on the PS4 I've played that I wanted to mention, but they they weren't exclusives. Like Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Seven, yeah, Skyrim, obviously. But a lot of those games run on on both consoles. Skyrim, now. fucking hell, mate! I love that game. So Xbox much. 360 to Xbox One to Xbox fucking Series X. <laughs> yeah, just same with GTA it. Five, isn't it? GTA Five, Xbox 360 game or PS3 game to fucking PS4 to PS5 game. It's like what? Well, I can't believe that's one of the first announcements for the new uh, console. It's pretty mad. Honourable mentions though, I got Shadow of Colossus. So I'm playing that game now. Okay, what do you think? It's good. I've only just started it, but I bought it. It's pretty good. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. I got yeah, Shadow of Colossus, Ratchet and Clank because it's just fun, and uh, Bloodborne. If Jack and Daxter bad. was on there, I'd have that. Jack and Daxter was quality. I think it was better than Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I don't know about that. I think Jack and Daxter had the duo for me. That was my best duo. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, how they changed that game was pretty weird because Jack he's quite innocent and weird in Jack 1 Jack 2 he turns to a fucking psycho well yeah he gets tortured for years doesn't he then injected with something called Dark Eco and it makes Dark him, Eco yeah. yeah yeah. they sort of introduced Light Eco in number 3 
and he has to defend this coastal town and it's it's quite cool because he does his like massive like angel slam okay I'm fucking single (coughs) (laughs) yeah but anyway it's it's a good game good game no nice one mate nice one have to fight fight the metalhead queen at the end yeah (coughs) Yeah. any honourable mentions mate any other games you played that didn't quite make the list um no (laughs) end of there shall we (laughs) Uh, Bloodborne Bloodborne Bloodborne, yeah yeah. that's a good one I feel like Final Fantasy should be in mine but I've just Um, I've not played it I've not played it for for someone who talked to me about it you got me into it yeah I think I just got so I played the original the PS1 back in the day loved it if there's things I want you to achieve this year Sam (laughs) yeah it's God of War 4 Final Fantasy 7 and watching The Irishman (laughs) <laughs> there's a few games I would really like to actually play on this list and the, the PS4 exclusives so you've got Death Stranding I heard that's pretty shit I, yeah I've heard mixed things I've heard mixed things you're basically, Death the, Stranding, you're basically the post office aren't you literally you're basically a postman in like post apocalyptic yeah. but it just looks amazing it looks it looks amazing you've got Death Stranding The Order Final Fantasy and then um, Neo yeah Neo, and Days Gone as well Days gone. Yeah, uh, that ones that I kind of want to play. Will I get them done before November? No, probably not. But like you said, I don't have to rush to either PS5. No, not at all. Um, but um, I, I did watch The Irishman again last night. <laughs> How many times have you seen it now? Uh, that was the third time, and it's like it's about three and a half hour film. It's fucking quality. You'd love it. It's right up your street. Yeah, it's on my list. It's Al Pacino, list. Robert De Niro. It's worth me doing a little plug actually as well. So in case um. In case you don't know already, which you probably don't, because there's no one listening, we're doing a giveaway on, on our Instagram page. We're giving away a Legend of Blue Eyes Yu-Gi-Oh Beckett Mint 10 graded card. So pristine, 10 out of 10. Uh, a couple of Japanese holo Pokemon cards and some holo Break cards from Evolutions. It's pretty cool. What you need to do is follow us on Instagram and uh, comment your favourite Pokemon on the post. That's a little plug. There we go. Actually, that was good. Is, is the SNT show. That's our Instagram. Thanks for listening. Cheers. (laughs) All right. Cheers.